answer. This is One Blunt Woman with Wanda Means. I'm Wanda Means. I'm One Blunt Woman. I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40. And today I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Kim Gatlin. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? So I don't know if you know, I'm sure a lot of you heard of Kim. Kim wrote the book, Good Christian Bitches. Kevin, you read that, haven't you? Uh, of course. I have it on my <laughs> in my coffee table right now. Oh, the coffee table edition. <laughs> yes, exactly. Kevin, how are you, honey? Oh, I'm great. How are you? We're getting comfy in your new studio. Very comfy. New digs. I love it. It's getting less stressful. I'm starting to get the, the lay of the land over here. Isn't it good to be your own boss? It, it is very nice. I got to tell you. My advice to you, Kevin, is don't fuck the help. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see what I can do. I think the word she was looking for was fraternized. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. No, this this is rated explicitly, so we can drop f bombs. Oh, good. Okay, (laughs) my favorite word. Mine too, obviously. So I thought I was blunt. Kim Gatlin certainly makes me look timid. I mean, you're fucking funny. I I just have to tell you that right now. Thank you. I read your book years ago, and I just laughed. And then it became a television show. And they they actually talked about it on Housewives of Dallas, the Andy Cohen show. Afterwards. Last Monday night. I know. I was impressed. I was too. <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth, she's fucking funny. Oh, no she's doubt there. darling. So she um so for those of you who don't know, this book was loosely based upon my neighborhood. <laughs> loosely, <laughs> loosely. Um, you know, and I always find the hypocrisy in religion because you know I always talk about. You know, things being shoved down my throat at a young age. You know, Christianity and hypocrisy, amongst other things, with a penis and whatnot. So, when I... So, of course, I'm going to look at your book and go, that's hilarious. I even referenced your book in my book. Isn't that funny? I call it a good Christian blowjob. I saw that. I did. (laughs) I know. Kim's helping me. I appreciate your help. So, um, thank you. Kim, uh, you... When you wrote your book, then it became a show. Mm -hmm. Right? Darren Starr produced it. The Sex and the City guy. The Sex and the City guy, which, who doesn't love Sex and the City? Big was my favorite character. Who was yours? Probably Big. Big, I know. Everybody loves Big. It's hard not to love him. A lot of people like Aiden. I like Big. And I heard Kim Cattrall is not doing the next one. Did you see that? I did see that. I'm a little upset about that. I am too. I think it's most unfortunate. And I think she'll regret that decision. I totally, it, they're not, it's not going to be the same. She was my favorite character on the show. Well, her and Big. So, uh, in your book, you talk about... Um, and this came out four years ago? The book came out eight years ago, Has believe it, been it or eight not. Years? Yeah, the show came out five years ago. So, and I remember the show, Christian Chenoweth was in it. She was so funny. And um, I remember laughing at the show, and I remember seeing Highland Park Methodists mm-hmm. and driving <laughs> by the house and saying, oh, interesting. This is all Dallas. Very familiar. <laughs> Very familiar. But I mean, I know it's not based on any one character, but it's based on a bunch of people in the neighborhood that can, you know, we, we portray this perfection, you know, and we know there's all kinds of shit going on. It's that whole appearances thing you and I've been discussing so much. Right. It's like my mother, you know, she was always, as long as we looked pretty, sit there and behave and shut your mouth, you know, and look good for church, then it's okay. Never mind what's going on behind the scenes because mm-hmm. God knows the things that I was doing behind the scenes that no one would want to talk about. To this day, nobody wants to talk about. It still makes people uncomfortable, which is why I love so much what you're doing. So that takes me to my weekly pedophile report. Mm. Oh, come on, Kevin. Oh, I've been on pins and needles. <laughs> it's your favorite part. It's your favorite part. But there's so many. So before we get into Corey Feldman, because apparently he likes me in the news lately, um, we got to talk about the ice cream man in Durham, uh, North Carolina. 
Do you remember as a kid going to the ice cream truck? Would you not be so excited when the ice cream man came? Loved it. Do you remember ever thinking, oh my God, is he a pedophile? Never. No, because I had one in my bedroom, so I didn't need to see the ice cream man. I guess I was lucky. So ice cream man lived in his truck. He would take boys. I hate when they take boys. I do. I don't know why. And rape them and then dump them off. At least he didn't kill anyone. So he was arrested, million-dollar bond. Of course, he didn't make it. Um, his name is Isam Fuhe Muhammad Ramadan. I, I, fucking, oh, I can't even pronounce it. He's an Oklahoman. <laughs> <laughs> a native Oklahoman, is he? Yeah, he's an Oklahoman. <laughs> so um, why? I mean, now I'm always going to hear the ice cream man. Whenever I see him, like, they'll always come to, like, when you're a soccer tournament or whatever, and there's a thousand soccer fields, and... and they always creep me out. It's kind of like clowns. Clowns like creep me out. cream trucks and clowns. So I, this is really upsetting to me that the ice cream man, you know, because what do you tell your kids? Now you can't even trust the fucking ice cream man? I would hope, though, that my children were smart enough not to get in the ice cream van. You know, like pay for your <laughs> ice cream I was never interested in going inside the yeah, ice cream Yeah, I wouldn't either. You know, I couldn't wait to hand him my money, grab my ice cream, and run off. Yeah. I was it never like, occurred to me to go in. I know. I was like the super blow pop. Which one do you like? God, that's fudge bombs. Fudge bombs. Oh, I like those too. <laughs> so upsetting. Kevin, did you ever have the ice cream man oh, yeah, in your yeah, neighborhood? Yeah. Definitely. I like yeah. the, the rocket pop. Yeah, back in those days, the ice cream man was safe. Yeah. He was. So, Corey Feldman's in the news again. Did you hear who he um, claimed? Is it, is it for his um, astounding music career? <laughs> did he just want to? Did he win a Grammy? I think he did. He's number one on Billboard. I think he's shorter <laughs> than me. I don't know. Um, was he in the Goonies? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Yeah. Okay. So Corey Haim was his buddy. Corey Haim ended up overdosing or dying. I can't or how he anyway, so he accused uh, Charlie Sheen of molesting or raping uh, Corey Haim. Can you see that? No. I mean, I always assumed Charlie Sheen was some kind of a weird sexual deviant. I just didn't think he had any tendency towards young men. Well, uh, I know. And so they said, he, but his mother, well, and Corey Haim can't say anything because he's dead. My God, he's been dead for, what, 30 years? Uh, he can't say anything. He died on March 10th, 2010. Oh, wow. He hasn't been dead that long. Wow. Oh, he was much older. Okay, I thought he died long time. Well, Me whatever. Too. So I thought he died in like the nineties. So did I. I thought it was like a River Phoenix thing. So now he can't say anything. And so is Corey Feldman making all this shit up, or is this really true? I would prefer to think he's not making it up. But it's not he fake sure news. Waited. I mean, is he still? Is he still yet to identify who molested him? No, and why wouldn't he come out and say that? That's what I don't understand. Why will he he name Charlie Sheen and the Corey Feldman thing, But I mean, Corey Haim thing, but he won't say still after all this time that he's been alluding to all this and he still won't say who his abuser was. And he's clearly not a mentally sound individual. I mean, he's got some problems. And from the sounds of it, he has lots of reason to have lots of problems, but it also causes concern when he's... Exactly. It still always concerns me putting my son in that world, that acting world. Yeah. So, okay. So on today's show, we're going to talk about um, something besides fucking nut jobs who can't keep their dick in their pants. (laughs) So do you know what HSDD is, Kevin? Uh, No. You might have it. You may not. What the hell is it? It's a disorder. I thought it was an STD. (laughs) Oh, we've talked about STDs. You said HSDD. 
I'm no, like, it's H- got H-A-D-D. A- D- oh, 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 H-A, okay. No, H-S-D-D. It's hypoactive sexual desire disorder. I think I definitely had that before I started taking antidepressants. Really? Mm-hmm. Like you never wanted to have sex? No, I always did. And when I t- started taking antidepressants, it just kind of depressed my sex drive a little. Does that. Because when I was younger, it was like constantly. I always wanted to, you know, and it's... I calm down. That happens. Okay, well, we're <laughs> going to talk. Makes sense. We're, I, I wasn't even thinking about a man. And some guy on my um, Instagram said, you know, I was raped. Do you care? Nobody cares if a man was raped. So you always think, well, wow. when we flip things around, we're all, women are always the victim. And now this guy's like, oh, you don't care. You're a woman. I'm like, what? I mean. Did he really say that one? Yeah, he did. He kind of kind of attacked me That's on Instagram. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. I Sorry, yeah, I I'm not I felt bad, but you know I guess you know we're always talking about all these women coming out saying men um, sexually abuse them, harass them. The whole them. Me Too campaign, the whole Me Too women. campaign, yeah. it's all. It, but every now and then there are guys. So Kevin, you were never har- you've never been, you never had a boss that wanted to hit on you and no. But you're right though. When it comes to rape, and in terms of men, people are always skeptical of it. If it's if you're claiming that a woman raped a guy, it's like does that really happen? It just seems bizarre, but. I mean, a guy being raped by another guy, that totally does happen. And well, think, this know. guy was really sensitive about it, and I didn't even say anything. I was like, oh, wow, I hope you get help, or, or I hope you get justice. I, it was just weird. But so, but obviously, the majority of people that we're talking about are women who are yes. abused, because we're talking 200,000 years of man ruling this earth, and now we're in the middle of an enormous shift where and so and oh, it in is the last six weeks, everyone's molested everyone it seems like mm-hmm. every and you know i don't like the word molest because molest oh, right right Abuse. Know, in, in spanish means to bother so it's way more than bothering yeah so but we can't talk about molestation the entire time because you know that drives me nuts we can so we can talk about my sex life right yeah let's do that you know an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away right <laughs> that's what they say okay before we get into my sex life which is very active <laughs> did i tell you what happened last weekend at um my daughter's um, social at the school, dance at the school. No, I don't think so. So I get a phone call. I'm in Oklahoma, and I'm at a hockey tournament with my little one. And uh, I or a text message, Emma's in the ER. She fell through a table. They, mm-hmm. A bunch of kids were dancing on a table, and it broke, and she had to get stitches. Ooh. And she fell and collapsed, and... Um, passed out and threw up and so we're worried she get a concussion of course. you know there's blood everywhere maybe she passed out at the side of her own blood mm-hmm. we don't know so she goes to the er and i'm still in oklahoma so i text her the next morning because i was asleep when i got all these texts and i said em are you okay and she says well yeah mom my head kind of hurts because she fell you know she had her head right and threw up and she said i can't lie to you there was alcohol on the bus now she's a freshman so I said, okay. She goes, well, and I took a sip. Mom, I'm not going to lie to you because I have a very open and honest conversation with my kids. I'm like, tell me what's going on, you know, because I don't want my girls giving blowjobs in right. ninth grade and drinking vodka because, I mean. There's plenty of time for but that. There's yeah, plenty try, of time. Yeah, I mean, Trust me, kids. I know. I, that was me yesterday. <laughs> but I don't want my 14-year-old engaging in this activity. So I told her, you tell all your little friends whoever brought what they brought to come forward and tell me what they brought because I want to know what you were drinking. And she goes, I don't know what it was, but it tasted like cinnamon. So, you know, is that schnapps or some shit? Is it... Uh, um, fireball. Fireball. Or, yeah. 
God, fire, I have stories about oh, it Fireball. Oh, makes me nauseous stories about, about Fireball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Let me tell you, I drank Fireball during a hockey game once, and I could not skate by the end of that game. So <laughs> I will not drink Fireball and play hockey anymore. So she doesn't know what it is. So I asked the parents, or not the parents, I asked my daughter. So they get into their Snapchat. And so they're Snapchatting, all of them are Snapchatting back and forth, back and forth. And you know, Snapchat, you can't screenshot it and if you do somebody knows that you screenshotted yeah you know this right mm -hmm. whoever invented snapchat's a genius because they yeah. came up with that so kids would you know all their conversation could just go away there's no proof of it so that's kind of like us in the 70s and 80s when we just picked up the phone and talked like human beings and you hung up the phone <laughs> yeah. nobody could ever there was no record of it. there was no record <laughs> of what we said how clever it was nice <laughs> how clever was that a phone so anyways so I sent an email out to the parents the next day. I said, just want you to know there was alcohol in the bus. I don't know who was drinking. I'm not blaming anyone. I just said, whoever brought it, I would appreciate telling me what was in. Yeah. What was she drinking? Yeah. Because, you know, now it's, you know, when I was in high school, we drank wine coolers and beer and, you know, and then we moved on to punch or whatever. Who knows what in the punch bin. Now they start with vodka and all these other flavored alcohol and then they they put they mix it with pills and pot mm -hmm. and everything else so, four loco was a big thing when i was in college loco what's that four loco they they still make it but they don't make it how they used to it was basically a really alcoholic energy drink and it was killing kids because oh, it suppresses oh, your oh, tolerance you know and, and tons yeah. of okay. caffeine and like so a, now they don't make it with the caffeine anymore but yeah four it's like loco a red was, bull and vodka i don't exactly your body goes do i go up or go down i'm confused yeah your heart's like and what your the heart fuck yeah. exactly I, I was like i'm not sure am i up or down so I wanted to know what was in it. So I did not hear back. So all these girls are going back and forth on their Snapchatting. And I, Emma won't tell me who brought. So she obviously knows. She's protecting her friend. Sure. Yeah, which is understandable. I get I get that. She goes, Mom, I swear I only had a sip. And I go, well, you. I mean, come on, Emma, you're a freshman. You don't need to be drinking freshman year. And so anyways, so the next day, my phone blows up. All the parents are calling me and texting me and they know who it is. And so the child finally confessed to her parents. Mm -hmm. Well, the child in question, I've known the parents for years. So the dad calls me and says, pretty much you need to mind your own business. Stay out of the business of these kids. You know, I thought you were more concerned about your book and your podcast and your life that you didn't really care about the kids. Like, asshole. Mm. Deluxe. He, he's calling yeah. me out to be a bad mom because all I said is I want to know. Yes, he's calling your parents again to question. And it was his kid. So what a shock! It was his child. Yeah, it was. His, so you're so. Kids make mistakes. I don't know where they get their alcohol at 14 years old. 90 percent of the times from the parents. Mm -hmm. And and I I he I'm pretty sure they didn't give it to him. They probably just took. But they stole it. Yeah. I don't know where they got it. So, but for you to so for your daughter to be drinking and giving alcohol to all the kids. And then for you to say I'm a bad mom, I'm confused on what the two have to do. Yeah, with that's each some other. serious audacity. Aren't uh -huh. they? Aren't they mutually exclusive of each yes, other? Yes, absolutely. So you know, he pretty much told me I'm a shitty mother and to mind my own business and to go back to being the mom that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Because how about thanks, Wanda? Because of you, my daughter was forced to come forward because all of her friends were going to rat her out. Yeah. And she was forced to come forward and say I was the one who supplied the alcohol. And so they had a conversation with her and said, do you want to be an athlete or do you want to be, you know, the school drunk? Right. You know, so they had this conversation with her. She's like, no, of course, I want to be the athlete that I am. You know, I made a mistake. 
But had, you know, what if six months had gone down the road and every weekend she's getting alcohol and bringing yeah. it and yep. she would not be the Evelyn. So what they do, mm-hmm. they nipped it in the bud right away because that's what you do as parents. Of course. But for you to turn around and say that I'm a bad mother, I don't fucking get it. Yeah. It's so dumped all Very over brazen. you. Yeah. It's so, crazy. Yeah. Five days later, I get a text from him saying, oh, you know, I love you. Let's move on. Fuck I'm like, you. <laughs> really good offer for a girl like me. Yeah, I was really worried past. about it. Did, did, did you see the apology in there at all? No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Not at all. Because there wasn't one. Yeah. Okay. So that was my week. Anyways, so Emma had her first shot of vodka or whatever the fuck it was. I still, oh, yeah. you, I still you never don't found know out what, what it was. was. I never found out what it was. Okay, we got to cut bait. Oh yeah, we do. Wow. I know. God, I totally I'm forgot about that. Way too much. Coming back, we're going to be talking about um, the factors that affect our sexual disorder. Not that I have one. Do you have, do you have a sexual disorder? No. I want to mean someone blunt woman. <laughs> Don't move. More of one blunt woman with Wanda Memes is next. His daughter has a daddy issues. <laughs> I'm like the mother. Okay, I'm one of means. I'm one blonde woman, and I'm back. And that song, of course, is for Kim because her ex-husband is sang Rudy that Gatlin song. Gatlin Brothers. <laughs> I totally remember that song from the '70s. Me too. I mean, Kevin, you remember that song, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> your I parents mean, used to sing it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Kim. That was for you. And I actually, I just want to see the look on your face because I told Kevin when we were in the bathroom, "You got to play this." Song. It was pretty don't much exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what you did. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you've only heard that song 10 million times because I'm sure when <laughs> they played it, I mean, what's it like being married to someone who's on the road 300 days a year, 250 days a year? I liked it a lot for a long time. And I think the older I got, the less I liked it. I, I can't, I mean. I can't really explain it. That's just kind of what happened. I'm not married to someone, but I'm dating someone mm-hmm. who's on the road all the time. I got to tell you. We had a little clinic the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. I mean, it's like. You know, and he doesn't even come home to me because he goes home to his children. And then, okay, well, I can see you when I can. But I got to tell you, that's a tough life. It's hard. People don't realize how hard it is. But you know what? You wouldn't like him if he did come to you instead of going to see his children when he got home. Well, no. And I've said that before. Mm -hmm. I mean, because my father's wife, I mean, I I think about those days. And I think because we're in the thick of writing my, of finishing my book. And we're uh, editing some stuff. By the way. Oh, you're sweet. Um, But I think about any. My the woman that has been married to my father all these years, which by the way, I told you he emailed me the other day his cancer's back. I mean, I haven't heard from the guy in over a year. And he sends his email, I've got cancer again. I'm like, oh God. How do you even respond to that? I don't, I mean, there's I been respond. no relationship. I didn't. There. I didn't see any other response to it. There's been no relationship there. Because his wife, you know, anytime he tried to have a relationship with any of his kids, she fucking was got, so threatened by that. She's so threatened by it. You know, Kevin, you know I've called her a cunt before. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. she's a world-class C-word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I told Wanda that I've got this urge to go dig up her stepfather's bones and break them by hand. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I know. Oh, well, you know what? They buried his ashes. And they threw him to sea. I'm like, you don't fucking deserve that. That was unfair. Tea. So, but my point is, it's like, 
if you're married to someone and they ditch their kids, I would have no respect for them. None. Zero. None. I'd have nothing to and do with them. Brandy's like, well, I want to spend the week with my kids. I'm like, well, of course you should. They're your children. I mean, they come first. I mean, you got to pencil me in too. But I mean, I I don't want him going, well, you're more important than my kids. I would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, Where are your priorities? Yeah, you'd if he were that way. You would not have any respect for him at all. None. So, and I think about this, and, and, I, and it's hard enough to date someone who's on the road all the time, and then... I, it's not easy, but, you know, okay. I have my own life, too. So I want to live my own life, and I don't want anyone, you know, in my business 24-7 either. No. So, you and I don't do well with those men that I know. Want to it's be hard when you're so independent, and yet you're also, I mean, but I, I, I know I have a soft side. Don't tell anyone. I know. I know. If you tell anyone, surprised. Kim. <laughs> what was that song about all the gold in California? What was that about? What did they sell millions of copies of that song? A lot, yes. That was a hit before Rudy and I got married. And um, it was just one of those that they were expected to do anytime they made an appearance anywhere. Oh, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing was, I was working in a Western store in the late 70s, and that song was a hit. And when it would come on the radio, I'd be like, turn that shit off. Because <laughs> I couldn't stand it. Little did you know, 15 years later. I'd be married to the man. You'd be flying on that private jet. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be really funny after we were married to tell him that I used to hate that song. And he was not amused. He did not think I was funny. <laughs> yeah. He did not think I was funny. <laughs> I mean, it's like telling Randy wrestling is stupid when, you know, that's how he makes his living. Exactly. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Mm -hmm. So just, I'm just, I'm just never going to wear a t-shirt with a wrestler WWE. on it. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to wear anything with Budweiser, smoking a Sarah, you know, Brush NASCAR rocks. <laughs> I mean, it's not my thing, but you know, some people like it, you know, go for it. Okay. So what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about. God, I have the worst fucking ADD ever. Today is mine's bad too. I think it's the weather. So we were talking about uh, the dance and the alcohol, and so my older daughter Lizzie. I mean, I swear, after every dance, who drank? What they drink? What'd you drink? You know, because first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby. You know that stupid thing. Mm -hmm. Well, in high school, first comes alcohol, then comes sex, then comes a blowjob. I mean, this is what I don't want. So my older daughter, sophomore, she goes, Mom, I can't believe you sent that email to all the parents. I said, why? I want to know, and I think that they should know that there was, not that all the kids were drinking because they weren't. I just think they should know there was alcohol on the bus, and, you know, you might want to talk to your kid about it. I'm never going to tell anyone how to parent their child, but just FYI, mm. I like information. Be informed. She goes, Mom, some kids don't want their parents knowing they drink. You think? <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Now there's an idea. <laughs> I'm like, therein lies the problem. Because I've told Lizzie, if you want to have a drink, have a drink. Just kind of let me know. You know, you're, you're only a sophomore. Let's stick with one. No more. I get it. All your friends are drinking. Totally get it. Just, I really don't want you doing it, but. Just don't be a moron if you choose to. Right. You know, and understand the consequences of your actions. And so she goes, Mom, not everyone talks to their parents the way we talk to you. Which, Which made me feel good because mm -hmm. I'm that parent that will not, I'm not burying my head in the sand or certainly up my ass, but some parents do and some parents don't know. And one of the girls on the bus was drinking and it was all in these texts that we saw in that Snapchat mm -hmm. text. And the mom said, oh, my daughter and I, we have it packed. She would never drink. And I know she's not drinking. And sure enough, all the parents, sure enough, the parents with the she was one clear. of the kids drinking. Mm -hmm. So why? Those we would never parents are always the parents who have the wildest kids and have no idea. And, but I was like, are they afraid to talk to their kids about this? I think so. 
Are, are you afraid of the truth? Because that's what I think. I think a lot of people, as Lizzie was telling me, they don't want to talk to them. They're she didn't say they're afraid of the truth, but that's what I'm thinking. I think they're intentionally naive. Mm-hmm. I think people just don't want to know. It's like what like, what I don't pretend, know won't hurt me. Yeah, you know, exactly. I lived through it. I survived it. My children will as well. Yeah, which is not necessarily the case anymore. Yep. You know? So when I read all these Snapchat uh, screenshots that were taken from another phone that a parent sent to me, um, when I read them all, I was like, <laughs> they were like, "Well, you better tell," and they're to the kid who wouldn't fess up because Emma's mom is. <laughs> And on the I, warpath. I saw Emma's mom <laughs> several times from several of the kids. Emma's mom is going to do something. And it's not like I want to get you in trouble. I'm not going to smack your bottom. You know, I'm not going to ground you. I just I just want to have a conversation with you and say, listen, I are get it. Are her friends first born? Uh, it's a mix. Oh. It was definitely some of the first born moms that were in most denial. That and Emma's sense. my third child. Yeah. So, and my second child. And Richard didn't drink till senior year. I mean, Kevin, I told you about prom when that girl told me she wasn't drinking, remember? Mm-hmm. And I took her keys. I said, yep. give me your keys. And she goes, I don't like your tone. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> a child said that to you? Yeah. An 18-year-old at prom. I was chaperoning. And I said, give me your keys. nobody was said, supposed to drive like to the tone? after party. And if you're going to stay, I have to have your keys because nobody's driving. She goes, well, I'm 18. I'm, a, I, I'm an adult. And I don't like your tone. Mm. She told you she didn't like your tone? I'm and I said, because she did not want to give me her keys. Wow. And this is the at, this is senior year after prom party. They're all 18. Okay, whatever. They always all think no one can tell when they're drunk, too. Oh, I know. Yeah, the truth. So, yeah. But I said, fine. Well, since you're an adult, I'm going to let you make an adult choice. You can stay, but you have to give me your keys. Or you can leave. Yeah, up to you. But since you're fucking 18 and you don't like my town so you know what she did she left and when she left she drove Got her car into oh, sorry <laughs> no she, she drove her car into she a tree. wrecked it yeah that's right I Are you she's lucky she's not dead and i told her i said it's kind of poetic justice it? it kind of is i mean i don't want to laugh nobody was hurt I mean, or anything smug but little it's, a little, prick. it's a little funny it is kind of smug funny. Little i mean if fucker. she wasn't injured and didn't injure anybody yeah. else and it's she hilarious. Did it. yeah and it's funny because we had to go rescue her oh and she hated that. And she, yeah, she guess did. who shows up to save you? Yeah. <laughs> I went to go rescue her because oh, no, wasn't going anywhere. Her tone again. I know. I like your tone. How do you like my tone now? <laughs> That's hilarious. You have said that to the wrong woman. <laughs> right. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I, I guarantee see. you, your tone is much better than the officer's tone that could yeah. have showed up and questioned her. All I'm doing. We had two rules. We had two rules when we chaperone prom. Nobody dies and nobody comes alive. <laughs> so when kids would go in a room, I would open the door. No fucking. Right. <laughs> I'm like, we'll have not on my watch. <laughs> nope. Nobody dies. Nobody watch. comes alive. I think it's a good rule. Chaperoning prom. I mean, it's tough. You're dealing with kids and they're having fun and they're drinking and you get it. You just don't want them driving. No. No driving. And I would never supply alcohol. Ever. Never. Mm-mm. Ever. But no matter how cool you are about it, kids are going to push the limits. I mean, that's just how it is. I was totally I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know? I'm okay with pushing the limits, but I'm not okay with you dying. Yeah. yeah. No. Or killing someone else. Yeah. Or killing someone else. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that's listen, a bad thing, too. It's a miracle in yeah. life. <laughs> Kevin, how are we Me doing too. on time? Because uh, you got about two minutes. God damn. What the hell happened? <laughs> we We're having too much fun. I didn't get to talk about all the factors dealing with hypoactive sexual desire disorder. Right, hypo. Hypo, not hyper. I mixed that up earlier. You know, I wanted to talk about that, but God, I had the worst ADD. God, I could go off on a tangent and talk about everything. So 
my age, I'm 48. I just turned 48. You know, I had a birthday a couple weeks ago. Got him old as I sent you a message. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Sorry. I, think I debated. Really, I'm like, I don't really know. You love someone, you're not going to acknowledge their birthday, right? I'm like, one, I probably hate it. It doesn't want me to say it, but I, I felt bad not saying anything. So. <laughs> so the highest rate is my age range, 45 to 64. And for the record, I'm on the low end of that range, 45 to 64. They have the highest rate of hypoactive sexual desire disorder. I don't have it because my sexual... Uh, I think about it a lot. Does that make me weird? I don't know. No. But like hormones, menopause, low self-esteem, diabetes, cancer, brain issues, all kinds of things can affect your sexual desire. And my age range, and you're in that age range too, Kim, we have the highest level of this disorder. I thank God my only disorder. That is not my disorder. I've got plenty of disorders. That is not one of them. Well, I always wonder why I'm so sexually dysfunctional. I think that age group, though, it kind of makes sense that that would be a peak time for that kind of disorder if you think about it. Yeah. Well, you know? I haven't hit menopause yet, but yeah. it's kind of... I'm on the other side of you're it. You're on the other side mm-hmm. of it. Are you so happy? Oh, Kevin, God so bless happy. you. Sorry. Giving the, Kevin's giving me the pinky <laughs> penis, which means I have to cut bait. <laughs> I am Wanda Means. I am the author of my blog, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I have two things. The good news is I'm pretty much, I am who I say I am. But the bad news is I'm pretty much who I say I am. <laughs> I'm Wanda Means. Thank you for listening to One Blood Woman.